Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Rooted Deep, a podcast featuring Reba Bowman and Allison Hale. Hey everybody, this is Reba and welcome to Rooted Deep. Uh, Allison and I are with you today and we are going to be talking for the next few weeks uh, about the emotional component of our lives. You know, we often talk about the spiritual side or the physical side. And so whether it's reading our Bible, going to church or working out in the gym, these are things that we, we have frequent conversations about. But how often do we really talk about the emotional piece of our lives? And the fact that we're responsible for whether that's weak or strong and how we guide our emotions, how we deal with our emotions and how we allow our emotions to uh, control and affect our lives. So for the next three or four weeks, Allison and I are just going to be jumping into this. And because we have both, um, we've both struggled with emotions. I mean, you don't, you know, this is not two women who have no idea what we're talking about here because we've lived it. So we, you know, and so we, we've gone through those journeys and we're going to share some of that. Um, uh, and Allie's really going to share today a little bit about her journey. And so I'm excited to talk a little bit about this, Allison. Yeah, thank you. I wanted to, um, we had been talking about this for a while and maybe trying to unpack um, because both of us are counselors, but sometimes we give, you know, it's those who can't do teach maybe one of those things where, right. hey, I'm, I'm telling you what to do but in, in my own life. And I think um, it actually hit me at, at a point and I, we were at a Dare for More conference and I had been very busy and very stressed for, by that time it had been years and right. I hadn't realized it, but my mother from across the room came over during, during the Dare for More conference, during, I think it was invitation. And sure. she looked at me and she said, I know you're not okay. And, and I, I thought I had been hiding it. I thought I had been um, just doing doing externally what everybody um, needed me to do. And, sure. um, and it took, and it was so interesting that she's like, I know you're not okay. Let's talk about it. And I didn't know what to say, except for the fact that I'm not okay, but I don't know what, I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And I had, we started walking back just um, how long I had been just at this high level of stress, the ministry, being a pastor's wife. Um, and what, what was so funny is she said, you're so busy. And I, I had to be honest with her. And Reba, you and I talked a few, a few weeks ago on telling yourself the truth. Yeah. And I finally had to be like, no, I, I, I know I look busy, but I would get, I would get dressed in the, in the mornings and I would go out and I would be visible either at the church or in the women's rescue ministry. And then I would come home and get back in my pajamas by 1030. And mm. nobody knew where I was, but I was in my house just in the dark because I couldn't cope and I I didn't, I was so stressed out, but I didn't understand what to do. And I thought that busyness was what was going to, was my, was where my value was. Yeah. And, um, and that was really hard to kind of, you know, she's like, you're not okay. You need to get help. And I, and, and so I, I didn't know what to do at that point because when a pastor's wife and a ministry leader when they're asking for help, you feel like everybody else is just going to fall apart because you feel right. like, and this right. is the problem. This was my problem. Absolutely. I, I became, I became what I thought was the cornerstone. Mm. And we know biblically that the cornerstone is not 
the pastor's wife or the pastor or the ministry leader or the mother. That's not the cornerstone. Christ is the cornerstone. And I think that's so, so important what you said, because I know just in the counseling that I do, which is the majority of time with people in ministry, it is so hard, so very hard for ministry people to take a hard look at themselves Mm -hmm. uh, because they do feel like the pressure is on Mm -hmm. them not only to keep things moving and going uh, and to keep the ministries flowing, but also it's just not okay for what people in ministry to say they're hurting. Mm-hmm. Whatever reason we've built up that lie and yes. that lie Satan has just run crazy with so that people in ministry feel like it's totally unacceptable for me to say I'm not okay. Right. Yeah. And it was and a lie of, of pride saying that people's faith is, is centered in who you are, Allison. People's faith is is sent, and that's and and I think that that was my problem with my identity. And again, going mm. back to truth, um, and 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 my identity. So what was happening was I needed to get help, but I was afraid to admit it. And then when I did get help, I, I did go to a counselor. It was you, Reba. I was thankful for for that. Um, <laughs> yeah. We're just gonna let's gonna be honest. And um and you kept saying it's burnout, Allie. I really do. I, I believe it's burnout, and I wouldn't accept it for. Oh no, you locked down <laughs> like a, like a cow being being put in a uh, in a in a trailer. Uh, I like, mean, legs not going locked, there. not going there. And I know there's no way that's what's going on with me. But I, but I think that's you know that's a normal first reaction because mm-hmm. we really. I mean, down deep in our hearts, we all want to believe that we're super, we've got superpowers and we can just, we can manage all of this and make this all happen somehow in and of ourselves. And I think that's one of the greatest things, the tricks the devil gives to us is, you know, hey, keep doing this yourself. You got this. Mm -hmm. Right. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And I was like, it's not burnout. I know there's something there. I don't know what it is, but it's, and I wouldn't, I was like, because you remember, I said that would be admitting failure and I'm not a failure. And whether it's, whether it's in my own life, I believed I had the strength, like you said, or whether I just said, you know, that that's ugly and that's, that's embarrassing. And I don't want to burn out. And, um, and it was, it was hard to admit, but when I finally did admit, and this is what is so important, when I finally admitted that, that I needed help, when I finally admitted the truth and told myself the truth, it is burnout. It really did. That was so, um, it was so liberating. It was so freeing just to say, yes, okay, fine. I admit it Right. because now I know because it was burnout. And so then I knew how, what what I needed to do, what kind of what direction to go in. I remember um, sitting at the piano playing and I had been struggling with this for so long. And again, my mother, I don't know, my mother's not there every time that I have a breakdown, but these moments where it's like a, a mother knows what, yeah. what you're going through. Or, yeah. I had a wonderful community and this is what's so scary. I have a community of people who love and care for me and know to look for certain signs. And I always think about the women who go through what I'm going through without that community. Yeah. It's I'm scared for them because I remember even knowing my mother's around, Reba's around, several other close friends were around, but then I still felt felt isolated. Mm-hmm. And um, part of that is part of that is my own pride. But part of that was also, I feel like Satan just made me, mm-hmm. 
feel wanted me to feel alone because in isolation I could I could really do do some damage and um, I was sitting at the piano crying all through the worship service and I went out I walked out of the church and I just walked down the street mm. I I didn't even go into church I, I stopped playing the last song and I just walked out the doors and and, and went out into the streets mm. and I just was walking around and and I was like I don't know what to do I, I don't and things and thoughts and, and pretty, and this was scary moment because there were violent thoughts that went through my head. Sure. Um, there was a, a moment when I was like, I wish this, I, I wish this was over. I wish I could end this in some way. Mm-hmm. And, and it was hard to admit that that's how far um, my emotional struggle and that's how far my, my mental health had gone. And what was so crazy was at that moment, I still had to run out and do two more ministry activities before I could really just, you know, come home and uh, collapse. And, um, and it just, I didn't want somebody else to take another piece out of me. But again, that was because I felt like I was the cornerstone to so many people's ministries and lives. And that was not the truth. Christ is their cornerstone. Christ is my cornerstone. So why would I think that that my that me is so important to other people's ministry in a right. way that I had really built myself up to to a, it was a lot of pressure. Sure. Oh, absolutely. And I think there's something that you said that I just want to emphasize real quick before we move forward, and that is I do think that there is a a very much pressure, and I think that that is another one of those lies that, in fact, I think was taught. So I really want to emphasize this. I think a lot of people in ministry were taught early in the early days of seminary and in the early days of of getting a college, biblical college training was that you really can't have friendships and that you Mm. can't be close to people. Because if you do, then other people will be jealous that you're close to this person. Mm -hmm. And so you just basically, a pastor and their family has no real friends in the Mm -hmm. church. You just kind of, you don't go out to eat with anybody all the time. You you just kind of stay neutral amongst the whole Mm -hmm. congregation. Well, the problem with that is pastors then have nowhere to turn. They have nobody that's really close to them to be able to pour Mm -hmm. out on. And pastor's wives are the same way. Mm -hmm. Um, And so therefore we create this, this uh, place of isolation to where it is a very, very, uh, somebody once said that leadership is lonely place. And and, and I totally understand and get that. So it's already lonely enough without having to build a fort around yourself and put everybody a mile away and wave at everybody from the fortress. Right. Right. And so I think that that, but I think that's a trick that the devil uses so often Mm -hmm. in our lives. And I realize there's a balance of this because I'm sure somebody's listening right now going, but Reba, you, you, you know, and I get there's a balance of this, Mm -hmm. but I feel like if we've ever, if we've aired, We've yeah. aired on the side of isolation. Yes. And yeah. that has put a lot, a lot of women who are either in ministry or their husbands are in ministry in really dangerous places mm-hmm. where they feel like they can't get help. And I, and not just even with mental, not even with mental uh, health, but even if I say I'm tempted or I'm struggling with something right. as a pastor's wife or my husband as a pastor, if he doesn't have an accountability partner, or if he doesn't have a friend, when he's isolated or when I'm isolated and I say, Hey, I'm really struggling with something, but we're afraid to admit it. That's when also sins and temptations have such a huge, you know, such a huge thing. So isolation is, is such a big part of it. I remember, um, and that's what I, I, I would go home 
earlier than everybody else, but everybody thought it was so funny because when you have several ministries that you're involved in, everybody thinks you're at the other ministry. And so it was kind of a big, I thought, you know, the people at the church thought I was at the school, the people at the schools thought I was at the women's ministry and, you know, and all the way around, but I was really home on my couch in my pajamas and I couldn't move. Right. And I couldn't, and I wasn't bathing and I wasn't taking care of myself. Right. And, um, and it was, it was not a nice place to find myself, but I was thankful for the, um, I was thankful for the community that, that I did have. And this is what was, this was what was so interesting. A friend of mine said, you need to have code words. You're not going to be able to tell me what's wrong, but if you can just say, if I ask you how you're doing and you don't even have the energy to talk because that's where you get a lot of people don't even have the energy to say I'm sad or they don't know what they feel. Yeah. They don't know. I don't, I feel sad or they really feel empty. Sure. She said, just give me a code word. I say, how are you doing? And all you do is answer me. If you're fine, you answer this word. If you're, if you're really struggling, you answer with this word. And if you've really hit that dark place, that's the other word that you need. And so I, we had code words yeah. because at, at the point where I don't even have the energy to tell you that I feel, you know, empty or sad or tired or I, you know, and that really helped because then I knew I do have a community, but I don't have to come up with all of the words, um, the words to say, and I Absolutely. could start making my way back to, but it started with telling myself the truth, burnout, I'm, I'm burned out, but burnout is not failure. Right. And the other truth that was so important to know is God does not love me for what I'm doing for him in ministry. Oh, that's so good. God does not let, he doesn't love me for that reason. He didn't die right. on the cross for, for me to have a big ministry. Right. Um, it, he loves me for who I am. He loves mm -hmm. me because I'm made in his image right. and that's really all. And that's enough. Mm -hmm. And my identity and my, my, um, all of my, I felt like my success was all wrapped up in what I was doing for him. And Absolutely. he's like, I'm not saving you. I'm, I'm not saving you so you can continue to be strong in rescue ministry. I'm saving you just for yeah. me. And that's yeah. when I felt that he was telling me that through his word and through prayer, he was saying, I'm, I'm keeping you from hurting yourself because just because I love you. Yes. And, and, and you're enough. It doesn't, all this other stuff that you're doing in ministry, you know, it's not who you are. And I was really thankful. That was another liberating moment for me. Yeah. You know, because I think performance based Christianity is exhausting. Yeah. It's exhausting yes. uh, because it's such the lie that God loves us more. If we, if we get up on the stage and perform super mm. well, right. And he loves us less if we don't get up on the stage or if we don't do really well. And so every moment of our lives feels like a performance for an, you know, for an audience and our whole life is based on this approval or disapproval. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, it, it doesn't just encompass God. Sometimes it spreads out and it becomes, what do other people think of me? Right. What will they think of me if I don't add this task mm -hmm. to my, to my yes. plate? What will they think of me if I can't seem to juggle all these balls in the air at one time? Mm -hmm. What will they think of me if I tell them I'm struggling? And so all of these factors play a huge, huge role in keeping people from, you know, from admitting mm -hmm. where they're really at. And right. honestly, I think you said such a key word there. There's so much freedom and getting to the point where you feel like you can just say, you know what, God, I can't do this. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I'm enough just to be your child. Yeah. And you're, 
you know, Lord, you're going to have to work in me and through me mm-hmm. to do whatever it is that you want me to do. I just need to show up, right. you know, and, and there's just so many, I mean, we could talk all day about that. There's so many re, re, uh, rethinking skills that need mm-hmm. to go on that. And in fact, we're going to do a podcast uh, in a couple of weeks that we're going to talk about some, some strategies for dealing right. with our emotions. And yeah. when we get into these places, cause I think um, that's important as well. But for today, we really wanted to focus in on just to say, man, if you're out there and you're struggling in these areas, it's okay to ask for help. Right. It's okay to get counsel. It's, mm-hmm. it's not, it's okay to admit Um, that you need that help and it's Mm -hmm. not a failure on your part. That's all lies. Right. And it's just so, so very important that you actually realize, Allie, what you just said, God loves us because he chose to love us Mm -hmm. and he loves the prostitute that you rescue off the street Mm -hmm. tonight. He'll, he loves her just as much as he loves me or you Right. And, and she's not doing anything to seek him right now. Mm-mm. And you and I are, are following hard after him. And yet his love is not conditional on our performance. And that's right. huge. That's a huge aha moment for everybody yeah. to have, whether you're in ministry or not. Exactly. And, and on the other side, if you hear somebody, because this is one of the things that um, as I'm going through this, and I want people to understand as I'm walking through this, uh, I sometimes I leave clues for people. Sometimes I say, hey, I'm really struggling, or I, I use the word anxiety, or I say, um, my anxiety blanket or something, because sometimes people are like, they're tuned in because they've struggled with it too. And then they're like, wait a minute, are, do you struggle with this? Because I struggle with this. I remember one time a very good friend of mine just posted on Facebook, it was a meme about depression. And so because I saw, because I knew what the struggle was, mm-hmm. I knew that she was throwing out a, a clue. Other people in our ministry just like slapped Bible verses on the comment page to her because, you know, oh, you're struggling with depression. Here's, here's a Bible verse. Here's a Bible verse. Here's a Bible yep. verse. But they actually needed to, they needed to message her and call her. So what I picked up the phone and I said, Hey, are you okay? I saw this and she wasn't okay. And we were able to, but Mm. because she had put down that little clue. And so I feel like a lot of times Christians need to be in tune to one another a little bit more than hi, how are you? Fine. Okay. You're fine. You said you're fine. Then I'll believe you and you can go on or look for those clues um, that people are leaving and say, you know what, I'm going to ask a little bit deeper because I need to create a community, a safe community for, um, cause I, I know if I didn't have that community, I don't know where I would be. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm trying to help other people be like, Hey, she said something on Facebook or she said something on her Instagram or she, um, her hair looks a little greasy. I know that's weird, but, um, that was one of my things. My, you know, her hair looks greasy. Let me go see if she's taking care of herself or if she's really struggling. Mm -hmm. I think people need to just be in tune a little bit to one another's struggle instead of, instead of judging. And, um, absolutely. But I I had that. Yeah, go ahead. I was just going to say, I think there's so, I think, you know, there's, there's so many ways that we handle this. I think a lot of times we, we throw things out 
um, in a Facebook type community. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. um, and we're hoping for some sort of support mm-hmm. from that. Right. Uh, and it's like you said, sometimes we get it and sometimes we don't. Yeah. And sometimes we get all the wrong answers in that right. kind of community. And sometimes yes. we get the right ones. So I think it's so important here, although we're not to that, we're not to that session yet on talking about the strategies, but I think it's so important to mention here because what you say, what you're saying right now is so valuable to people. And that is in that community, you need people who love Jesus, who know God's mm-hmm. word, and yes. you need people who love you, but we don't need people to feed feed the giant. We don't need right, people to yeah. feed the dragon. We need people to help us to get to get back to where we mm-hmm. need to be. Yeah. Um, and I think that's uh so just so valuable is maybe a great question to ask is, you know, um, do you have people in your life? Yeah, like that right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, do you have a source of community? Uh, that helps hold you accountable that you can, mm-hmm. that, that can ask you the hard questions. Cause I mean, come on, Allie, we're, we're girls. If I saw your hair is greasy, I'm not going to, how much guts is it going to take <laughs> to come up to you and say, Hey, Allie, uh, your hair, uh, are you okay? You know, and you know, and you're going to be like, what? No, I just got the, you know, whatever. But I think that it takes a lot of courage for us to yes. be that level of friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and yes. Right. You know, yes. Um, and so I think having people in our lives that have that kind of courage is a positive thing. Yes, absolutely. And becoming, and, and it's okay to be vulnerable to mm. somebody, find somebody that loves you, like you said, that loves Jesus, that reads the Bible, that values you for you. Yeah. And then you can be vulnerable and say, Hey, I'm really struggling this week. You know, can we get together and pray or can, you know, can I just tell you what's going on and, and, and then be that person that asks a little bit deeper question. Those questions don't come easily to me. You can be bleeding on the floor. And if I, if I ask you how you're doing and you say, fine, Hey, you said, fine. You know, I, I (laughs) know I see visible blood, but you said you were fine. I'm walking away. Um, and so now um, there's other friends who are like, yeah, you're not fine. Um, hang on. And, um, thankfully God put those and I, and you want, um, and you, you hope that you're that friend that people can come to and Absolutely. You want that, that spirit, that spirit led friend. Um, and then you need those spirit led friends in your life and you need to be vulnerable. And again, you need to realize that your, your God's love for you is not wrapped up in what you do, what you look mm-hmm. like, um, how many, how well your kids are being homeschooled. God's love for you yeah. is just God's love for you. And it's pure yeah. and unconditional. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that's just paramount. I think for all of our lives, when we get that off track, we're going to have problems and it may, some people may struggle with their emotions. Some people may struggle, um, you know, with, with just struggling with their thought life and others of us may just, uh, it may cause us just to jump on the wheel and start, you know, running faster, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, until we physically fall off the wheel. Um, but it's one of those things that I think is what such a dangerous thought pattern that somehow performance is what God is looking for. Right. And that he is a God of conditional love and he loves based on conditions and understanding that his love for us is unconditional. Right. And that it is a love that honestly, a love we can't comprehend Allie, because when you and I think about that, as hard as we want to love people without conditions, Mm -hmm. as, as much as we try Without the power of God, we can't love people like that. And we know that right away because, you know, there's just some people who are like, nah, mm-mm, don't like her, very, you know, don't like her very much. Or, right. you know, there's just moments, even people that we love. Well, we loved them a lot yesterday, but today we can mm. kill them. Right. <laughs> exactly. You know, 
And it's one of those things where, you know, our, our emotions and our feelings towards people can ebb and flow. Right. But it's an amazing thing that we don't serve a God who's, whose emotions towards us ebb and flow mm-hmm. or that his love for us can be up or down. But it is a constant love for us that never changes. And in, in our worst day, in our worst moment, at the time when we would hope no one would know what was going through our hearts and our minds and our thoughts. And when we would love to just hide somewhere, God sees every bit of that. And in that moment, he still loves us the same. Right. Yeah. That is overwhelming and that's incredibly freeing. Absolutely. So, so man, as we, as we kind of bring things to a conclusion today, um, you know, we want to start talking over the next few weeks, just a little bit about this emotional component of our lives. Now, a, a lot of women listen to this podcast, Allie. And so we understand that our audience uh, is, is for so much of the time. I know there's some guys listen to it too, but <laughs> so much of the time, this is women talking to women. And so as women, we can readily say that we understand we deal with emotions yeah. and uh, different phases of our life trigger different emotional responses in our life. Uh, hormones trigger certain things about our emotions. So we've got all these little factors that we're dealing with as women. And I think it's super important for women to have honest conversations about emotions. Mm -hmm. And I think it's very important for women that are in ministry to have honest conversations about these things, because we don't have very many honest conversations about Mm -hmm. these things, because we really, really want to be, as you said, we want to be that uh, that bulwark, that cornerstone for right. people that they can, Hey, you know, go to Reba, go to Ali, go to mm-hmm. so-and-so you can all, they're just, they're a rock. Right. Okay? Yeah. And, uh, just go to them. And if we're not careful, um, uh, we can, we can take that on and we can build our lives upon that right. idea that we are the rock and we're not as yeah. you as you very well said we are not that rock so so maybe you've listened today and you're like wow this has really triggered some things in my mind and in my heart we want to encourage you to go to your someone in your community and reach out today that's not failure um, maybe you need to go get counseling from somebody that's not failure either. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, being able just to reach out and get some help right now is so important just to be able to begin to get life back in balance. But I think Allie, if we could leave them with one thing, maybe there's somebody out there that says, you know what, I'm, I'm still struggling getting to that point. Maybe today they just need to pray and ask God to reveal truth to them. Do you think right. that would help them? Absolutely. I think when when I when I learned just to what was the truth and then just to to have the truth spoken into my life and then be able to say yes, I accept that. I am telling myself the truth and it is so it is very freeing and so just just rest in that because that is that's kind of what started my healing process. Awesome. Well, this has been a great today and we're going to pick up next time and we're going to talk next time about how emotional struggles are real. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, these are real feelings. So it's not like we're having fake feelings <laughs> and we're going to talk about this next time. Uh, get over it is not a good response. No. Okay. Um, it's just not. And so we're going to talk about how emotional struggles are real, how biblical people struggled emotionally. Mm-hmm. And we're going to look a little bit at how God helped them mm-hmm. and what we can learn from that. So uh, look forward to that next podcast where we're going to dive into that a little bit deeper. But for today, um, grab that group, grab those friends, 
get someone that you know loves you and uh, pour out a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and if not, if you're not willing to go that far, then at least go to your, go to the Lord and begin to say, God, show me the truth about why I'm where, where I, why I am where I am. Yes. And I think that's going to be important today. So, uh, Ali, thanks for man being, being transparent with us today and, and sharing a little bit about that journey, because it's one thing to have it yourself. It's another whole thing to share it to a podcast. <laughs> um, and so, um, you know, but I think Allie's got a lot she can teach us because of the journey that she's been on. And I think um, we're going to learn a lot through God's word as we travel through these next few weeks. So thanks for joining us today on Rooted Deep. Uh, we'll look forward to talking about this more again next time. Thank you for listening to Rooted Deep. To learn more about Dare for More Ministries, go to dareformore.org and look up Mercy Workshop at mercyjewelry.org.